This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I want to welcome you to the Warning Radio program. Today you're going to listen to a message by Reverend Emmanuel Ziga speaking to a women's conference at his church, Sunshine Church International. Let's begin. Open your Bibles to the book of Isaiah 61, and I read verse 1 to 3. But verse 3, we shall all read together. Isaiah chapter 1, 61 from verse 1 to 3. It says that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And it's talking about that the Spirit is on me now. Is resident. So you are talking about a present manifestation of the Spirit of the Lord. Say, He is upon me. Because He has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. So the Spirit is upon me because I am anointed. Which means that when I am anointed, it's a proof that the Spirit is present and current and active and visible, not invisible. When the Spirit of God is upon you, He becomes visible. You become the invisible. Now let's see how He manifests His presence upon your life by the anointing. Now the anointing preaches good tidings. It's not you, but the Spirit that is upon me It's a preaching spirit. It's a declaring spirit. It is a proclaiming spirit. It is a preaching spirit. It's a spirit that reveals the mind of God in the time when men must hear it. The key thing about the spirit here is that the same spirit that is on the preacher preaching is the spirit that created the people listening. Say hallelujah, somebody. Job says that for the spirit of the Lord, he created me. For God is a spirit. And if he created you, then he created you as a spirit. And he created you from the spirit. Also because the spirit has dominion over the natural, he created you as a spirit in the spirit and gave you a natural form of manifestation. The Bible says that he has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. Now, the meek are those who have the ability to do certain things. For example, the ability to revenge. But they hold back their ability to do so for the sake of God's name and glory. 
So Moses was the meekest man on the earth. The Bible says in Numbers 12. But it means, therefore, that he had so much ability to do anything physically, but he would rather step back and be invisible, even in the midst of pain. Jesus was even so much more a meeker man than Moses. For he told the disciples, he told Peter, don't you know I'm well able to call upon my father and he will send more than 12 legions of angels to fight for me? That's meekness. I mean, this was when he was being judged unfairly and he was being arrested unfairly. He was being tortured unfairly. He could have spoken a word or called the angels who would have nuked the earth in a second. But he withheld his ability to deliver himself. That's meekness. So meekness is one of the attributes of the spirit that makes you hold the flesh in check. And the flesh's ability to react the flesh reacts, but the spirit responds. And so here, the work of the spirit helps you as a leading lady, as a woman of splendor, to have a kill, a stately behavior as a lady. Even when things are tempting and provoking you, you are a woman under the anointing of splendor. You are calm. You are calm because you know that your God is visibly in charge of the situation. And he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. These things that happen are the works of the Spirit. To proclaim good tidings, supernatural words of encouragement. To heal the brokenhearted supernaturally. That you have the ability to speak a word. And a woman who had been wounded for 25 years will be healed instantly. Amen. That's supernatural. To open the prison gates out. These are not natural prisons. Sometimes they are natural. But both. But first in the spirit... When they are loose in the spirit, the natural case against them gets disannulled. These are all the works of the spirit. Hallelujah. Look at verse 2. Verse 2 says that to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, prophetic proclamations, where the spirit time and the natural time are brought together by a word of prophecy. You know, when the spirit time meets with the kairos time, in the moment of the chronos, the spirit of the Lord is the one that arranges spiritual timetables to meet with the natural. And the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn. That's when the Holy Spirit by the anointing deals with the things that have been provoking you, fighting you, resisting you, blocking you, and moves in vengeance. And the people say, oh, we touched this lady. And man, we know that God has come against us. The vengeance of the Lord. Even when you are not fighting, he is fighting for you. There was a time when I had a call that a guy wanted to see me. So when he came, he said, the witches here had sent him to come and see me. And to book an appointment to come and meet me. And I said, what is it for? We are not in the same school. And they said, well, uh, their head witch, wizard or so, had a terrible accident on I-5 and was torn into pieces. And they all knew that it's because they touched me. And that some of them were leaving town. 
So they wanted to come and see me. And I said, why? Why do they want to come and see me? And they said, the Bible says you must show mercy. They are now quoting scripture. Huh? You know, they know how to quote scripture when they're in trouble. Is that right? Yeah. But I said that it's okay. I don't need to meet you. I didn't kill anybody. It's God. The Bible says the day of vengeance of our God. See, hallelujah, somebody. There's something about the anointing on your life that fights for you. You don't have to do the fighting. When you understand that he fights for you, you can be calm. You can be meek. You can know that nobody touches you and goes free. For the Bible says, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. The vengeance of the Lord is activated by the anointing on your life. Somebody came here to hear this today. That you have to drop all the rocks and all the when, the how, the who. These are God's business. He knows the when, he knows the how, he's in charge of the who. Just relax, be meek, because the anointing is a complete package given to you. But my text is verse 3. Verse 3. It says that to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that they may be glorified. Now, these five, one, beauty, two, joy, three, praise, four, righteousness, five, glory. These make the word splendor. So the theme splendid is the composite package of the individual flavor for beauty, splendor, joy, righteousness, which means standing right, splendor, glory, splendor, praise, splendor. Say, I have all these. Say, I receive all these. Well, may you understand that when God made a lady, he put all this in you. He put this praise, you know, there's something about our ladies, our sisters, who just know how to sing. They just sing. I mean, we try our best, but they are just like a natural. You know, even if they have never been to a musical school, there's something in a woman made by God that brings that kind of joy. It's a natural, you know. And then they also know how to praise. You know, most nations, when you go, especially church, the most praising voices are the women. You just know how to praise. When you go to Africa, man, they know how to praise. They know how to dance in their colorful garbs. I left mine in Africa, but I have some very rainbow ones. Hallelujah. <laughs> no, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> I have some very white ones, you know. Very, ooh, glory, you know. But, you know, there's something about that kind of attribute that is in the splendid. God made the woman and put these attributes of God in her. So when Adam was in the garden, very busy like we do. I mean, I am able to be in my house or driving and my mind is in 10 years from now. 
I am rebuilding the world, you know. You know, I'm seeing things and planning and, you know, da-da-da-da, making phone calls and putting things together and da-da-da-da. But my wife, she is one that brings me into reality, you know. I'm thinking about something in Germany, da-da-da-da. The next thing I know, there's worship music in the car. And I said, turn it down. No, there she is. And for the most part, the music she just turns on just fits in. There's something about you, you ladies. You have some, hallelujah. That's why I just want to know what did God tell you before we woke up from our sleep as Adam. You know, he put some keys in your hands. Say hallelujah, somebody. Now, all this being put together, when a woman begins to walk in these five offices, the oil of joy, praise, glory, beauty, when all these five are working, you become so great. There's something about that advantage you have. It's inborn. It's the nature of God that is put in you. The simile of a woman, in my understanding, is the Holy Spirit in God. Uh, very gentle, but very powerful. Very gentle, but has influence. One of the emblems of the Holy Spirit is the wind. You don't see the wind, you don't say hi to the wind, but it's so influential. Everybody can feel the impact of the wind. So it's a woman in the house. She doesn't have to be screaming and fighting, but boy, she's influential. You know, when it's time for lunch, you see how influential she is. I mean, uh, all the big boys go, yes, mom, yes, mom, because she controls the lunchtime, hallelujah, somebody. There's something about all these things that you women have that makes you not only powerful, not only relevant, but also makes you very intuitive. You just know that you know what must be done because of the spirit of splendor. It's intuitive. You just know before you know. I mean, we are building Germany. We are putting all together again in Russia. And uh, we are ending the war in Ukraine in our mind as men. But the ladies, they are just down to earth. Always very stately. It's a gift of God. May God bring it back out of your life today. As a woman of splendor. So I'd like to just hit a few other points concerning certain women in the Bible who just knew how to work their splendor, how that grace works out in their lives. I pray this day that God will raise a new generation of women in this world who will think like who they are and not want to think about what they are not. You see what I'm saying? I always say that when a woman is calm in the home, in times of arguments, she wins. But when she outspeaks the man, she loses. When she fights, she loses. But when she doesn't fight, she wins. A woman's strength is when she is quiet. Let the butterfly fly all all around. The butterfly will come down one of these days. But there's something about the strength of a woman. She just looks at you and, man... Have you ever seen a scenario where the man is angry and, you know, driving and, nya, 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 and the woman is quiet? And for three hours, the guy is talking away. The woman is quiet. Three minutes later, the guy is so embarrassed. <laughs> you mean you're not saying anything? Say something. What do I have to say? Her silence is the medication. 
So don't ever think that we are the weaker vessels. What do I know? Oh, you are more powerful. Say hallelujah, somebody. Another example was Samson and Delilah. This is a man who killed 1,000 soldiers with the jawbone of an ass. This is a man who killed a lion with his bare hands. I mean, this is a man who lifted the gates of Gath, eh, climbed the whole two gates, columns of gates, onto the mountain of Gath. I mean, this is a man who held 100 foxes and tied their tails and set them on fire. You try to chase a puppy in your house. You know, just a little puppy. I mean, it, it takes hours to really catch a puppy. But this guy caught 100 foxes, wild foxes. That's some serious strength and skill that even the foxes obeyed him. I don't know, because if you catch one fox, how did you do it? How did you do that? Hey, fox, you wait here. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> You know, I'm going for two others, and then they are all waiting. I don't know. I, I, I can't imagine how he did it, but he caught them. Maybe he caught them by the tail. He was running after many others, and it, I don't know what he did. But the guy was so strong that he was able to do it. But guess what? It took Delilah, who knew the woman in her, who turned on the woman. She never fought him. She never called him names. She never beat him on the head. She just wept and just be the woman that she was born to be. And just turn on the womanhood. Boy, she tamed a man. All the empire of the Philistines couldn't touch. Say hallelujah. Receive the anointing of the woman, of the splendor that is in you. You can build a nation right from your kitchen. There's so much power in the silent grace God has given you. So here, there's a woman in the book of 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 8. And it fell on the day that Elisha passed to Shunan, where was a great woman. My point here is a great woman. She was a great woman. You see, the anointing of splendor makes you great. It brings the woman out of you into a stately being, into the stately being that God ordained you to be. There was a great woman and she constrained him to eat bread. So it was that as often as he passed by, he turned in thither to eat bread. So there was this prophet called Elisha, the spiritual son of Elijah, who went around his circuit because he was the prophet over several cities and had several schools of the prophets in various cities. So he had his own schedules every week. And he would pass by their house and maybe take a bottle of water, maybe a little piece of bread. And several times he would pass by. But each time the woman in the house saw this man, something in her told her that this was a great man of God. How come the husband never saw it, but the woman saw it? There's a splendor in you that connects to excellence. She was connecting to the spirit of God in the man, in the man of God. Look at the next verse, verse 9. It says that, and she said unto her husband, Behold, now I perceive that this is an holy man of God, which passed by us continually. So the anointing of splendid or the splendor makes you perceive things ordinary folks would not see. 
Are you listening, please? Receive this grace that you will see the deep things of God. You will perceive these awesome, awesome, awesome things nobody sees. Everybody else, I will gloss over that, but you will see the roots thereof. She told her husband that, honey, this man is a great man of God. I perceive that. May God give you such strong perception. Because one of the things that makes a woman very stately is her ability to discern. It's a beauty on its own. It's a beauty. It's a strength. I mean, she just knows that she knows that God knows that she knows that she knows that she knows. And that's it. She may not be as huge as Samson, but she just knows how to get it done. I mean, she just knows. Honey, just don't go. I don't know why, but just don't go. I don't feel you should go. I just knew that you must have this soup today. I don't know what it is, but honey, let's take you to the hospital. You will look good, you are healthy, but I just feel, let's go check you out. Lo and behold, she was right. Now, not only do you have that ability to locate problems, but you also have the ability to locate glory. You can discern the anointing 10 miles away. You can discern the presence of God a thousands of miles away. You can discern greatness in people several miles away. It is the gift of the splendor of God. For the Bible says that one of the attributes of splendor is glory. Praise, glory. And she just knows that, you know, my husband has to wear that jeans. I need to get him a new jeans. I don't know why. You know, a woman wakes up one Monday morning and she just knows that I just have to get my husband a new suit. I don't know why. Your husband said, well, I don't need a suit. But I just know I must get you one. Well, go get it. She went and got him fixed up very well. Wednesday, there was a phone call. That within 24 hours, your husband is needed in this meeting somewhere and you have to be in suit. And she was just ready. Three days ahead of time. The husband would say, how did you know? Well, I just knew it. I just felt it. And I'm glad I followed through. The husband would say, me too. (laughs) Because he had only 24 hours to get ready. Are you listening, please? Receive that anointing upon your life. That successful bullet point discerning power that makes you have insight for foresight. Splendor. Insight for foresight. There's a lady in the Bible who really intrigues me and I hope to write a book about her one day. She's called Proclus Claudius. Proclus Claudius was the wife of Pilate. She woke up one morning, that morning, and told the emperor, Honey, I had troubles this whole night about that man, Jesus, you're about to judge. Please have nothing to do with him. And the Bible says, Pilate went that day to the praetorium and took a bottle of water and washed his hands. 
He said, I have nothing to do with this just man. Not because he had any intuition, but Proclus Claudius, the wife, that woman of splendor, discerned. So she discerned righteousness. She discerned solution. She discerned direction. She discerned the mind of God. She discerned justice. She discerned the innocence of Jesus. And she was the first lady. She was the queen. Pilate had a wife, Proclus Claudius. For me, there's nothing more splendorous than that. Because you can have all the success, but if your discernment is zero, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, you don't want to be like that. Another key to that is discretion. She was discreet. There's an anointing that sorts out the good, the bad, the ugly in the spirit before your eyes see it. It's a stately gift of God. Receive this anointing. Say hallelujah, somebody. May you leave this meeting full of the discerning power of God. May that microscope and may that telescope of the Holy Ghost, may that which discerns even micro things by the gift of the Spirit. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.